Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, Laura Marie Shane Hall. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, hope your cakes up. London with the beat, here we go so in. Then we go with a friend, you'll be both win. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm here to talk about the season eight, part three reunion with journalist and writer Layla Latif. Hi. Hi. How are you? Very excited to be here. Well, what a week. What a week to be on. Every time that I podcast and mention Vanderpump Rules, as soon as I'm done podcasting or within 24 hours, some new news comes out about the show. And it's like I haven't covered it yet. The Billy Lee stuff has been the past 24 hours. What does she say? I was looking at her Twitter and I think it's it's still she's going on a tirade of cancel Jax Taylor. Yeah. So from what I read on, like, I think it's a page six article, um, she said that he came up to her during filming and was very, very pleasant when he was on camera. And then as soon as the cameras went off, he told her this like really hideous story about how he was like making out with this girl and hanging out and then realized that they were trans and how disgusting and gross that was. And can you imagine? <laughs> Which is, Yeah. I mean, he's not that stupid. That is clearly a attack on someone. I mean, I, okay, here's what I kind of think, because I read, oh, this is what I also, in addition to this more Jack's news, was Lance Bass went on a podcast and said that he was cutting ties with Jax. Jax was stepping down from his position at Just Add X, literally like, who cares, but also great. Um, <laughs> and that he had had conversations with Jax trying to tell him and explain to him why it was racist and abusive to tell like a 90 day fiance guy who's black that he had like a big nose. And so he was trying to explain because Jax was like, I guess like attacking 90 day fiance cast members online and like saying like racist shit to them. And so Lance tried to explain and then Jax 
defended himself by being like, how is that racist? Like Jews also have a big noses like so, and just like defended it with more racist, like stereotypes. And then it was like, Lance came away from that conversation being like, he doesn't like, he, how do you just like not know these things when you're a 40 year old man? Well, I mean, if you actually look at, I mean, I watched 90 Day Fiance as well. The guy who's talking about Jay does not have a large nose. So, I mean, I can only see that it could be racist <laughs> abuse. Yeah. And Jax has had how many nose jobs? And he's coming off after people's noses. I agree. Like, there was nothing, there was no insult to be made about that guy's appearance. I don't watch 90 Day Fiance, but I've seen photos of him and his, like, mm-hmm. wife, I guess. But I think Jax. Nice looking young man. But I mean, even if he wasn't, even if he had the most stereotypically kind of, you know, <laughs> African nose, you know, that's a gorgeous nose to have a lovely wide nose. And, you know, yeah, you just don't say, you don't say that to people. Like, it's just like we're at a place now where you just don't comment on people's appearance in that way, like at all. Yeah. I mean, he's constantly freaking out online about everyone shaming Britney for how she looks and, you know, and that she's gained two pounds or lost 10 pounds or whatever. And he just out of the blue feels that he can kind of like buy into these hideous racial stereotypes for absolutely no reason. Like he wasn't at all, you know, it wasn't a back and forth. He's literally just some racist troll. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like, and especially watching the reunion episode last night, I was like, I think Jax really comes for people in, I think that he is like very, very ignorant. And in that ignorance, it breeds like a lot of racist behavior. But I think he mostly attacks people for things that he himself feels really insecure about. So like you brought up his nose jobs. I was like, oh, it makes sense that he would come for like, some attractive guy on like a very popular reality TV show and try and like shame him about his appearance, specifically his nose. And like, even last night when he's like, he keeps going after Charlie saying that she's like on sugar daddy websites and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well you clearly have been there like in your Miami days. And so it makes sense that you're coming after, but he's so just like, dumb like just pure ignorance and just he's reactive like id energy that he doesn't understand that he incriminates himself with these kinds of actions well he's got he's got zero self-reflection which is why kind of whenever he's backed into a corner rather than kind of at all saying something that makes kind of sense for the argument his just go-to thing is like well i'm not perfect but you're not perfect you're not perfect which is actually just the most like banal thing that you can say in a confrontation with anyone yeah it's like you are you're not even entering like at a base level of conversation if that's the only way you can defend yourself like at least learn some manipulative like gaslighting techniques like elevate the conversation slightly like we all are in 2020 but i think that and i do believe he deserves consequences for his actions and Mm -hmm. it's kind of shocking that bravo hasn't issued any sort of consequences or isn't even like acknowledging like i thought at least at the at the end of the reunion there would be some sort of acknowledgement about the shit that's like gone down and then there's just yeah. nothing so i'm like hmm something ain't right like at this point Jax has just gotta go like he is a true learn nothing so. he doesn't even self-reflect which makes it not even interesting to watch him on tv i anymore. mean i think 
I think he should go as a hideous human being who has said some incredibly homophobic, misogynistic and racist things, but also because I am so bored of this. Like, it was like when they had that montage in the reunion. So I was like skipping ahead slightly no, where he was fine. just, you know, working on himself. Like, And I was just like, I can't. I've watched eight years of this and I love this show, but I can't watch this anymore. And I was so relieved when Ariana was just going like, oh, my God, are we going to do another kind of end of reunion? Like, you know, Jax talks about how we're all not perfect and he's a work in progress. And, you know, I kind of punch the air. They're just like, yeah, thank God I can't do this anymore. Yeah, no, it's played out. Enough is enough. The jig is up and like, Mm -hmm. goodbye. Goodbye, Kyle. Like, goodbye, Jax. We don't need it anymore. And like, it's not interesting. And I do think it also, when Stassi was saying, like, we're all so scared of making you mad, it's like, A, why exactly? But B, if that's the case, which it does feel like everyone's holding back somewhat or trying to protect something. And if it really is like you're trying to protect this asshole, then like get him out of here. It's ruining the show at this point. It's ruined it for the past two seasons. It's true. And to be honest, I would say with his relationship with Brittany, there's actually zero stakes there because he could murder one of her family members at this point and she would stand by her man. And like, there's nothing to even like really look forward to. I mean, she's never going to leave him. I, I mean, I don't really give a shit about seeing them have a kid. <laughs> no, we don't need There's like no a, personal growth. Who cares? They do not need to bring a child into the world, like first no. and foremost. And also, like, I don't like. I love darkness on my television, but I don't know if I can really go to that level of like Brittany and Jack's procreating and then seeing how much they like fuck up a human life. Like, it's a no thanks from me. Yeah, I feel like my nadir was watching them do a tournament. And I just thought, no, I can't. I cannot sink lower than this. Like, A, that's not what a tournament is. And B, like, it was just shots. Yeah, they're very regressive. And I feel like also they both, like, Brittany accepted. Like, she says in her talking head moment, she's like, I knew the who the person was that I was marrying. And, like that is what it is and so that also lets her operate on just like a completely like non-self-reflective surface level with him and if they're both just fine with that then there's no room to evolve or grow or anything no and he doesn't there's no listen. kind of stakes in this relationship because he can do whatever the fuck he wants and she will just apologize for him and then if anybody says anything about it they're being mean Mm-hmm. That's not a show. So it just goes around in a, it's a circular conversation that goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Boring. Boring, but fascinating. No, I have a theory that actually most of the people that can see Jackson and Brittany for what they truly are and like how they're not actually some great asset for the show are the people who foolishly watch Jackson and Brittany take Kentucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like how grim these people are like taken away from the kind of like broader shenanigans of uh, Vanderpump Rules yeah and that show was such a flop and you would think that based on that alone at this point Bravo would be like okay like let's let's throw in the towel on them and like move on we can recast them or reformat like they don't everything beyond season six which was like the last truly great epi- like a great season of this show 
has been just like downhill. And I don't understand how like executives or producers could not see that. I mean, I guess they, at the end of the day, they only care about viewership. And so viewership is sustained. It's like maybe their mindset is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But like, why not strive for excellence? Well, they're definitely trying to fix it, which is why we have this Zoom reunion with like about 47 people on the screen. I mean, it was <laughs> ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt bad for like the tangential cast members who probably sat there just like silent most of the time. But I did like seeing Brett really take a lot of heat and basically just get like he dug a grave and now we never have to deal with him again. I mean, obviously, they're both horrific, but who do you dislike more, Max or Brett? Brett, absolutely. I hate him so much. He makes my skin crawl. Do you see his disgusting apartment behind him where he had that giant kind of printout of a wave? Yeah. Kind of like, a, like the sort of computer background that you might get with a um, with like a, a PC in 1998. It was very weird. And like both he and Max and Max's apartment wasn't a whole lot better. And I kind of enjoyed how like it was like neutral. It was neutral. But then there's like this long kind of Lynchian hallway to nowhere behind Max. But I was <laughs> I was appreciating like the mise-en-scene of that whole like apartment vibe. And then Brett's was just like, it felt like, um, like Microsoft, like desktop background that he put on the wall. It's like a Ugh. fake person's apart. It's like a fake person's apartment. He's he like a fake had, person. Yeah. And there was like an acoustic guitar that you just know he brings out at 1am when you're running for drinks. Yeah. Or Horrendous. never, even worse, never brings out and it's just there for looks. Yeah. No. Is that worse? No. Yeah. No. That is worse. That's a little bit worse. <laughs> but neither are great, but the never using yeah. it. Yeah. But I mean, the thing with Max is that Max is infuriating because Lisa gives him such a pass, but also because I do not understand how all of these women are having sex with him. He's so unattractive and kind of greasy and uninteresting, but maybe that's some of my personal issues (laughs) that I'm bringing to this, where I do not understand how these like mediocre men have these like really hot interesting women lining up to sleep with them but yeah. Brett I think actually like a horrible person yeah he's like he seems like AI that went wrong mm-hmm. like built in a lab that was like he's sexy he's interesting like he he works out and like he ha- ticks all the boxes of what like women should be into let's release him into the world and then it's just like it's uncanny valley like something is really off like i really like physically recoil when he's on the screen yeah were you also like really shocked at the moment where it unveiled that dana and brett continued dating and she actually slept with this man yeah i was really weirded out by that because they had no chemistry and from the clips that they showed even when they like made out in the parking lot it was like he was not even interested in her at all I think Brett just goes through life like it's like he seems maybe like he has no agency in life like he and he doesn't know how to vocalize on his own behalf so I could Mm. see him just dating Dana out of an inability to tell her that he like doesn't really want to be in a relationship and then when it gets to like the Wednesday night movie 
like proposition that's when he's just like it's moving too fast like and that's why it just doesn't make sense because he really never liked her to begin with same with sheena like where he can't vocalize on his own behalf his uncomfortability or like not wanting to be in that situation with her well yeah i thought that was quite interesting the bit where he was confronting uh sheena because a i thought he i've written it down somewhere but i think oh he said i'm sorry if i gave you the wrong impression and I was like, that is the only thing you don't have to apologize for. Because from what we've seen, you were reasonably clear that you yeah. were not interested in this woman. But I was very freaked out by the clips of the music video because he's clearly very, very bad at sex. I mean, what was that? Can <laughs> you imagine? there just like a dead fish. It's like, it's the kind of energy. It's just like a bad hot guy energy where they know that they don't have to do much. Or like, they can you think imagine if a man don't. just grabbed your thigh and just like jiggled it real hard? I would be, I would be, it would be a boner killer for me. <laughs> you'd leave. You'd just, yeah. you wouldn't say a word. You'd just, you know, pack up your things and walk out that door. You're like, why are you doing that? Why'd you just do that? Don't ever do that again. <laughs> and like Sheena, like biting a hairy arm. But yeah. <laughs> At least she looked like she was having a great time and she looked amazing and. She looked amazing, which made it, like, even more upsetting in the same way that, like, hearing about Max having sex with all of these girls. It's just like, none of you scumbags deserve these women. I think what the show does well is show this dynamic of that I think a lot of men fall into, which is, like, instead of being very upfront about how they feel, they just Mm -hmm. act repeatedly just shittier and shittier and shittier and do like underhanded rude things to you to get you to the point where you're like okay like i want you out of my life like yeah i feel like men- why you have all these like super reluctant proposals <laughs> yeah and yeah, like I've, and like they don't it's like they can't just say no or set a boundary or whatever like it's like some sort of worrying maybe too much anxiety like people i feel like mistakenly and i'm sure i mean women some men don't do this and some women Mm. don't do this but i feel like people mistakenly think that like women are like that but i feel like men are a lot more like that where they'll just like go along with something and just be like a dick about it rather than be like i don't i'm not into this like bye which you know is the sort of least you could do really Mm-hmm. I mean, just like if somebody doesn't even have the balls to break up with you. I mean, yeah. Although, you know, I was guilty of that, I think, probably when I was about 19. But, you know, you live and you learn and by the mid 20s have the conversation. Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's like a young person thing, definitely. But like at this point in the game, like we all just need to be like calling a spade a spade. Um, okay. Let's go back to the beginning and mm. get into the episode. My first like reaction when this when I saw this reunion like pop up on my TV screen, I was just like, I so do not want to watch this right now. Like I was just like, I don't, I don't want any of this anymore. And like, what do you think? Do you think this show can be saved, rebooted? Like, what is your vision for Vanderpump Rules moving forward? I think. Um, there's enough there that we need to give it one more season 
at least mm-hmm. to see if at least it can be because there's I mean when you look at this cast and it's so bloated and like the idea of losing half of them is probably necessary even if you know they weren't you know so racist mm-hmm. um, so and I read did you see um, GQ just did a profile on Tam Sandoval where they kind of talked about him being the number one guy in the group and I read that and I just thought yeah you know there's something here with this guy and we love Ariana um, although I've only recently started loving Ariana um, you know Sheena's probably the only person I was interested to watch this season um, I'm here now weirdly for Katie Maloney uh, and yeah, I think throw some Charlie, throw some, it's possible. And now we've kind of got this um, wedding of Lala and Randall's coming up that I think you could kind of pin a lot of stuff to as like ways to kind of get this like slightly disparate group together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's worth the shot, certainly. I think they've yeah. got goodwill. I loved that article and it made me love Sandoval even more. Like, yeah, me too. I was just like, yeah, you know, like he is kind of a different, like he's presenting like a different pillar of masculinity and like, I'm into it. And I could see a show like centered, I would watch a show centered around him, like running Tom Tom with Tom Schwartz. I mean, I don't like, I don't love Schwartz. And, but I agree that randomly now i'm like have a a lot of love for katie that i really i didn't see coming if you told me that this would be my position i would have punched you in the face like i would have just been like no absolutely not that incident where she gets so upset with the prank with the cops being called that aged like a fine wine Mm -hmm. yeah really great great work katie the one scene that you like participated in this season yeah it was basically knitting so (laughs) (laughs) yeah I really, I think they could lose Lala at this point. Like, I'm not, I feel like she's very edited mm-hmm. and, like, holds back a lot because she's now, like, way too, she's, like, way too conscious of, like, how she's coming off. But yeah. nothing seems, like, authentic with her anymore. And I honestly don't, I don't want to watch another wedding. Like part of the reason I was so glad that Stassi got fired is that I was very happy that we wouldn't be subjected to like her and Bo's fantasy wedding because I've had enough. It's been enough marriages. Like we do not actually need more of them at this point. I didn't mind the season where Tom and Schwartz, uh, Tom and Katie were getting married. That was what, five? Mm -hmm. Like I just thought the way that they treated this particular wedding was ludicrous. I mean, like we had the engagement and then like two engagement parties last season. And then we had about 16 events. Then we had three full episodes of the wedding. And uh, yeah, it, it was bloated to a ridiculous proportion, but, but I think probably because not that much else happened this year. So if we had a dynamic part, it was just, you know, one thread that was going on i you know i'm here for it and i love randall now yeah i love randall but i just don't trust i don't trust lala like i think that she i think that she might be like a bad person well i think she's like an extremely dishonest person yeah mm-hmm. a deceit like she's duplicitous from reality tv stars we had to relive like all this like Stassi and Bo engagement build up and drama. And I mean, at this point too, it's like 
once they're fired, it's like, why do we care to see any of this? Do you know what I mean? Like the, like it means nothing now. I think it, the only thing that I took from it at all was like, actually how messed up their dynamic is. Because I actually felt watching it was like, I don't know that she so much was obsessed with getting married as she is with making him feel uncomfortable and like bringing it up in a way that kind of makes him feel crappy. And then he like, you know, I'm married. um, I got engaged um, like five, six months after I met my husband. And like, you know, it does not need to be like the surprise of your life. And it can just, and you know, it was kind of a surprise like on the day it's happened, but you've had a couple of chats. You're not like freaking out because like, oh my God, do they even like me? Yeah, it's very, it's a really bizarre power struggle that I think they enter into where it's like she obviously is the breadwinner of the relationship and kind of the shot caller in I think 90% of the relationship revolves around like her career her um and her life and he like glommed onto that and became part of it but then the withholding of like any sort of engagement info is his one like power grab that then he can flex over her and then she in return is like okay well i'm gonna make him uncomfortable about him and bring it up all the time and then it's like i think they like that back and forth or like that struggle and like i think when he withholds from her it creates more of that situation but what's interesting to think about now is like how much their relationship dynamic must be shifting because he like he now has the upper hand in the relationship in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, I guess like she is pregnant and they decided to like move forward like with the next step in their relationship and like have this baby. But at the same time, like, maybe it's actually not that different. Cause I was going to say he has more of like, a reason to disengage or it's like i mean his whole their whole financial life must be completely shifting at the moment yeah and although i mean i don't know how dumb they are in terms of i mean obviously they'll be earning really great money now but i mean would you really like gamble too many things on vanderpump rules going past eight seasons like you've got to assume they've got like some provisions for just if the show was canceled or if anything happens or they just did like a recast or something yeah. I mean, I think her provisions were like more book deals and then her live tour, which was just like insane, the level of cities that she was hitting and like mm. was probably a huge moneymaker for her because like just as having dipped my toe in the water of like beginning to like trying to embark on like a tour, like live shows, I was getting a taste of like what my like small level of live shows were versus like her big venues with like you know a ton of tour dates blah 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 and that's gone too all her her podcast is off the air so those her sponsors like she probably has a shit ton of listeners and gets like a lot of sponsor dollars so i feel like if she thought vanderpump rules was going away yeah she might have like provided a backup like safety net for that but probably never imagined like oh, these other two huge sources of income are also going to go away. 
Well, I mean, she's clearly planning on pivoting, isn't she? Because you've kind of been seeing how they hired the, her and Kristen hired those crisis managers, and then mm-hmm. when you see in the Daily Mail, they've all these um, staged um, stage paparazzi shots from Backgrid, which means that they are like you know fully paying for those things to be out there. So there is like a strategy in place. She's not planning on just fading into obscurity. Oh no, she's n- not going anywhere. And like, I think, I think she still has a second book deal. So that probably is like a chunk of change. And then there could be a pivot. Cause I feel like publishing, like, weirdly doesn't drop people's book deals. It only like serves to heighten book sales. Like, all of this press is like actually good for her book sales. So she still has that, but it is very clear, like, oh, we're gonna, this is not the last we've seen of Stassi Schroeder. No. How, would you watch another show that she was on? Or are you done with her for good? I think I'm done with her. Um, I sort of started being done with her because of some of the stuff over the podcast over the years. And I've found her and Bo's relationship pretty irritating for the most part. Like I, I kind of wanted, I mean, do you watch Real Housewives of New York? Mm-hmm. I kind of would have liked at the point where she met Bo that they, we just kind of did a send off and then kind of leave us alone because I, I I just find her deeply irritating. But I'm happy for her to live her best life far away from my television screen. And then this happened. And now actually I don't want her to live her best life. So, Yeah, it's like it's very it's a weird situation because I think it's like. I want to watch the train wreck happen in slow motion. And obviously like I'm keeping up with all the news that comes out about them and stuff. And it has created more attention or more interest, like just from like a gawker perspective. Yeah. But it is interesting that in a way, the ideal season nine of Vanderpump Rules is us watching them having been kicked off Vanderpump Rules. Like I know. there is a show I desperately want to watch happening right now but i also don't want them to profit from it so i know that it's like logically impossible but i'd be here for that covid really it's not only not only has it like stolen lives and like caused us to like experience like mass loneliness but it also stole from us perhaps one of the greatest seasons of vanderpump rules that could have existed which is like everyone getting fired and kicked off the show We're the true victims in all this. <laughs> we are actually. Um, Carter's text to Stassi and Bo reliving that moment was just like, oh, another like insanity from one Carter, Brian Carter, whatever the fuck his name is. And then Dodie at this point, like Dodie makes me really sad. She does. And I got, I actually, I about six weeks ago I was so sad for her I actually ordered a load of James May t-shirts and like the shipping to London was very expensive and they have not yet arrived but um Dottie is so tragic which I think is why I've always found her like extremely watchable and Mm -hmm. part of it kind of happening like off screen now is the fact that Kristen also hired this crisis manager but we haven't seen her that's clearly like they are throwing all of their eggs into the Stasi basket and their strategy for Dottie is to like stay at home you know good luck yeah I don't know like how I don't know like how she can bounce back because like I don't know if she has what it takes to help, like, be the focal point of a show. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't see what that would even look like. Um, I don't want to see like the inner workings of James May, like how she comes up with these t-shirts. I feel like I can, I already know exactly how that works. And so yeah, like I don't like her book was whatever kind of like, I saw an Instagram of it. It's generally about a centimeter and a half thick. It's more of it's a pamphlet. Pretty short. It's a very pamphlet-like. And there was... It was interesting while reading it, there seemed to be... Like, I I felt a lot of empathy for her because she has had, like, a lot of struggles with men and she's very mm-hmm. open about, like, a sexual assault and, like, an abusive relationship. Yeah, and really- so I feel for her about that. But at the same time... There's also a lack of self-reflection, like going down to a deeper level. It's like her whole thesis is like every the reason I'm crazy is because every man I've dated has like fucked me over and that made me crazy. And then I'm just like fucking crazy. And that's who I am. And it's like, that's fine. But also that's not the reason that you are the way you are. Like, let's take it down to like a deep like childhood family level. Like if you're going to really be like, this is the reason why I am the way I am, it has to go a lot deeper and a lot more inward than that. And so when it exists on this like weird, like again, a surface level of introspection, it just doesn't work. Like I'm like, you are not born. You're not born crazy. Like why are you attracted to these types of men? Like what happened to you and what's like the inner workings of your personal life that led you to choose these types of people to date? And I would say the thing with Kristen is that like she was a lot more enduring when it did seem like she was like this like avenger of women and would like freak out a man and try and ruin their lives. But actually now this faith thing that's come out and she was so aggressive to a woman of color, you were like, oh, well, it's not just your ex-boyfriends. It's actually got a lot of other facets to this and you are channeling this kind of craziness with, um, in like deeply unpleasant ways Mm -hmm. it's more i think revenge centric or like a need for what she believes is like justice to be served but it really is just like serving her own revenge needs at the end of the day and if your loyalty to like if your loyalty to jacks mixed with your like potential lesbian crush on britney is like driving you in this very harmful and like racist direction then something is like deeply like you need to really look at that and figure out like why you feel like you're justified in ruining someone like a vulnerable person's life because of your own selfish feelings. Yeah, I'm personally, um, I would say that I felt that her whole apology for the whole, whole thing was so was just bullshit because she said that like oh you know my privilege you know made that made me unable to kind of recognize that calling the police on a black woman was you know a potentially like dangerous and you know very racist thing to do but that's nonsense because if how many people has she been pissed off with it in the past like sandoval cheating on her jack's doing all of um jack's being the person that actually did the cheating in this situation she's fallen out with james you're telling me that these people are not breaking the law constantly you're telling mm-hmm. me that like there isn't a point where you could be so infuriated with sandoval and you know that he's probably got some 
Adderall that he wasn't prescribed or some cocaine in his back pocket and you could call the cops and get him into trouble, but you didn't, you did it against the black woman. Yeah. And maybe she didn't think of it in terms of like, oh, she could potentially die, but I think she was definitely thinking a bit and it's like, oh, well, the police will go after and just believe that this woman is a criminal. Like, it's way more racist than she admits to. And so I just think that like, any apology that she comes out with until she kind of admits that is just complete crap. Yeah, I think both of and them I don't really. Know what I'm going to do with these James May t-shirts? <laughs> no, you're really in a pickle there because you clearly can't wear them and like TBD about yeah. their resale value. So that's just like a loss that you're going to have to chalk up. And maybe there's some way you can like out. write it off on. <laughs> I don't know how taxes work in the UK, but like maybe there's a write off available to you. But good luck with that project because that really is not. My reparations. You're so right though. Like the their apologies really just scratched, just scratched the surface and are, don't actually provide any sort of real insight into like their own racist actions and like. And there was a sense of like, oh, this is a person like we can definitely get this person like there's like and her confidence of like there's no one will question us like it is like we'll get her is very even like saying that is like shockingly racist and like like a lynch mentality in a way. Lisa has like has a moment where Andy's like you have to manage the managers and then you get all this like Danica drama and I'm like Danica. Okay. So it's revealed that she's like an assistant manager, like a floor Mm -hmm. manager and Raquel like speaks out on Danica's behalf and is like, she gets the job done. And I love that. Like loyal Raquel. Yeah. Um, And then you had like a really weird, like moment where Lisa's like admonishing Danica and being like, and you and I need to talk after this. Cause I don't know what your role, like trying to like, why did that come from? Yeah, that was weird. And Oh, I guess like that was later on in the reunion where Danica was like, she was mad at Danica for inferring that like Lisa and Brett had an inappropriate relationship or something. But I'm like, how Which are you going to did? I mean, like when they showed rolled back the clip, like there was nothing there. She was just like, Oh, they say it's like, but, you know, mother and son, but it's like a bit kind of a sexy repertoire, um, you know, uh, chat that they have between themselves, which is fine. And this is like a show where she hid her underwear in Schwartz's luggage. And he's like on screen talking about how he wants to shave her legs. And do you remember that scene a couple of years ago where where Jackson and uh, Sandoval were like humping a nude photo of her? Yeah, I mean, it's like... Also, she doesn't have an appropriate relationship with Brett. Like, this whole season, they've made, like, weird sexual jokes at each other. So it's perfectly, like, fine to speak to that. And it was not disrespectful. And it's just another, like, Lisa is also part of the misogyny problem. Yeah, like, because there's no, Danica has done nothing except give us gold, good nugget after gold nugget on this show. Like, She's pushing people. She's like driving drunk. Like she's losing her shit for like no reason on other cast members. Like let's, she's great. Like she's not the problem. She's non-racist. Kristen, we hope. Yeah, we hope. We can only <laughs> hope. <laughs> but we can't, we can't promise that, but we can always hope. Yeah. And then 
Dodie tries to weigh in. And then I was just like, I'm sad for you because she's like, yeah, Danica, you're lucky to have your job. Like all I ever did was tell a manager to suck a dick and like, look what happened to me. And it's like, no, uh, if you go back, Kristen Dodie, like repeatedly like miss shifts was like always getting suspended. She literally would like leave the restaurant to go like cry and drink and smoke in an alley. Like she really didn't deserve to have her job at sir. Oh, the good old days. I know. And then, and then she goes, is your problem that you just want to fuck Max? Because that's all I can hear. And I was like, Dodie, no, like she's scrambling at this point in the reunion for some sort of relevancy. Cause I think she also knows that, her being like X'd out of the witches of WeHo and like just kind of this like loose cannon. It's like, there's not much you can do with her if she can't film with Stassi and Katie. But even that last episode, like, you know, pre reunion last episode and they kind of like packaged it up with like a farewell to Kristen vibe. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she must be aware that um, she's on her way out. So, Oh God, I don't, I, I won't miss her though. Again, it's the same thing with Jax, where it's just like, I can't do the same old crap with Kristen. And, like, maybe this new boyfriend is a very nice guy, but him moving in with you after a month and a half doesn't bode particularly well. No, I don't trust that at all. And, like, yeah, I agree. Like, I, while I enjoy Dodie's on-screen antics, like, they're entertaining from the sense that we're watching, like, <laughs> a mentally ill person, like, operate in the world that they have no mm-hmm. real place in it's like at what point are you just like i'm over this yeah and i think one of the problems with Kristen is also she um because of her lack of growth like a lot of things that should be shocking with her aren't so even when they had that moment about like Kristen slept with max it was like eh. Yeah, I called that immediate when they were even were teasing that episode. I was like, oh, it's probably Dodie. And then sure enough, it was. So then, yeah, once it gets predictable with her, it's kind of less fun. Yeah, she should surprise us all by, I don't know, getting a job doing something impressive. I don't know, and something. I mean, it's not going to happen, though, is it? But it is kind of interesting with these kind of end of the line things happening with Kristen and Stacy, where you think like, well, where could they possibly go and like Stasi's path is clearly gonna be kind of alt-right mommy blogger mm-hmm. but Kristen, like unless she like marries well i can't imagine aside from maybe like having like a vintage shop in new mexico or something yeah i don't i don't see like where she can pivot to from here and that's also just like her attachment to the show and all these people is really like, and and like also like her racism is what's done her in, in a way like it's trapped her and pigeonholed her where, I mean, she's like, I think, you know, age is nothing but a number, but at the same time, it's like, I would not want to be in her situation where you're like in your late thirties having to like come up with a whole new career game plan. And be fighting against the stigma of being a renowned racist. Yeah, like having that. Yeah, um, uh, uh, having everyone know about like your deepest, darkest and having to pivot is like not an enviable situation to be in. Jackson Brittany with their dogs is like 
I actually really enjoyed seeing their like dog insanity. Yeah, but did they genuinely not know that anybody else had dogs? Is that just how they think? I think they can't think. Yeah, they just are like, we don't know what to do with the dogs, or, or like, we're not like maybe one of them was supposed to handle it, but then they didn't. And so then they're just going to like have their dogs out. But I was also like, how untrained are your animals that you can't just like put them in a room or put them in a crate and like keep them out, out of the fray? Like it, you really and like, they have very small dogs and they have a garden. So yeah. Like you could put in? them in a million different places, but then they don't. And then when everyone else is like, yeah, we were told like to have a babysitter for our dogs or like figure the dogs out. And then Brittany's like, or Jax is like, uh, there's a pandemic going on in case you didn't know. It's like, uh, okay. Like as if you actually care. And that's like actually the reason that you're not having like taking care of your dogs. Yeah. Jax trying to make somebody else look stupid always feels very wrong. Yeah, especially at, like, dog daycares are open at this mm. point. Like, there are places that you can go. And I think the Valley even opened up, like, stuff before the rest of Los Angeles did. So I call bullshit on that. Then he proceeds to, like, sex work shame Charlie, which I just wrote. Yeah. Thinks, Thou dost protest too much because I'm, like, no. Like, you, this is, again, you just projecting your own insecurities onto someone else and attacking them. So you are I'm playing yourself. He used to do it to Brittany as well. He always used to be like, oh, look at you here living off me. Whilst we were all well aware that you know, that's what he was doing in Miami. Mm-hmm. For, you know, which, you know, live your best life, Jax. But I don't object to that. But uh, he's such a ugh, gross hypocrite. Yeah, and even, like, him coming for Sandoval or saying he's fake or, like, his intentions are good. It's, like, everything is just exactly what Jax is doing. Because he can only see, he only recognizes, like, his own actions. And so when he opens up his mouth, chances are that it's just going to be a total reflection of himself. Isn't that, like, a classic propaganda technique that the Third Reich used to use? Like, where you accuse the enemy of doing exactly what you're doing? Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think so. It's been a while. It's been a while since high school. Since you looked into, <laughs> <laughs> revisited your Third Reich research. <laughs> you know they're uh, back. These nuts are back. We gotta, we gotta keep an eye on them. <laughs> yeah. So history, we don't want history to repeat itself. I uh, don't worry about Jacks being able to spawn a type of a Hitler esque revolution. But truly, in this day and age, you never know. Yeah, I've seen some screenshots of what goes on in the Stasi support groups. She's she's mobilizing some people. Their diehard obsession with her is truly like it's shock. It's I guess it's not shocking because she is like a dynamic person and like mm. has cultivated this group. And I think podcasts do cultivate that kind of like rabid fandom, but the levels like the devastation and the levels that they were going to like to try and like soothe their queen was just like wow like you guys really need to get a life like yeah priority and i see that as someone who uh does not have much of a laugh at the moment (laughs) like even so i keep myself busier than them 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 yeah no it Um, is sad 
because you also know that like she gives two shits about these people and even as she said that like oh i'm a snob and it's true she kind of thinks of them as being like these like pathetic peasants and she is this khaleesi which oh she's written game of thrones for me too I know, like, I have no interest in trying to watch it or anything, because I'm just like, I'll just associate it with Stasi. Well, it's a bit different in London, because about every fourth person you meet has been in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So, like, we kind of feel very immersed in it over here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the ending of it was terrible. But the final nail in the coffin was um, Stasi's appropriation of Daenerys. Yeah, very rude. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, MeUndies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? 
I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Sheena's blowjob joke. I stand with I stand with Sheena. Like I get where I get the joke. Obviously, that's a joke. Like there's I no... get the joke, but it's Brett. I know. I mean, Brett is like the worst, and I truly I will never understand anyone's attraction to him. But like, clearly, Sheena is like. I think she's very. Sheena's like delightfully self centered in that like. She's not going to, even if Brett was kind of acting uncomfortable, Sheena's just not going to read into it. It's like very like what you see is what you get, I feel like. And so her having this like wonderful shoot day where she's like got the hot guy to be in her video and like she looks so hot and like he's there and then she's like feeling herself and is like, how am I going to pay you? Like, am I going to blow you? And then him just like misreading this whole situation. I just am like, I have... Even though, like, in post Me Too, I guess that that would be a very inappropriate thing. Like, and if a guy, if a man said that to a woman, it would probably be a very different reaction. Yeah. But, like, I don't care when it comes to I can imagine that you do it just kind of to, like, break the ice if you kind of, you know, had some tension and stuff. But again, it's Brett. He's disgusting. (laughs) Don't even (laughs) joke about that. Ugh. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, that's a really tough uh, fuck, marry, kill. Brett, Max, Jax. Mm, kill Brett for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too bad. What have you left yourself with? I think you got to marry. With your two things left, I think you have to marry Jax. Yeah, I think so too. Because I'm like, I don't want to fuck Jax at all anymore. Nah. And... I would fuck Max, I guess, and then marry Jax, and then Im- instantly divorce him. Yeah. Or annul. I would uh, marry I mean, him, and then and immediately annul the marriage. There's probably neg- negative equity in that home now, though, so you're going to get yourself stuck with some debt. I'm like, I mean, he truly, like, I'm not even lying. He has, like, a tax lien that was filed against him for $200,000 at the end of 2019. So, like... I don't know how he's planning on paying for this house long term. 
And I think everything he says is a lie. So even when he's given interviews where he's like, my net worth, like, I could quit working today and I'd be fine, set for life, like, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that that's true. I don't see how it could be. And even, like, all of, I mean, he's got no side hustle. And even with that Lance Bass thing about, like, we have asked him to step down from the board of, like, Just Add X. Like, Just Add X isn't a thing. I went to that website after he said that. It sells they only ever sold their products online and they're sold out of everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just not a thing. It's just like, okay, he's no longer involved with this redundant website. Also, can I just say like, fuck Lance Bass because why were you even working with this person in the first place? Like you knew every single thing. You knew exactly who they were. You knew what they were bringing to the table, like how they represented themselves. And so why would you go into business with them if it's not just simply a cash grab for money. And are you that desperate that like you're going to ask potentially like the worst person in the world to partner with you? Like this hail Mary of Lance Bass, to, like absolve himself from any sort of like responsibility in the situation and be like, don't worry, we've asked him to step down. It's like, uh, okay. Like, and but did you, did you see Lance Bass? Uh, sorry. The English accent made that weird. Lance Bass is, um, <laughs> His husband going off on Twitter earlier, or maybe oh, last night. Oh, what was night. he saying? So much. He was going on about how, like, Lance never wanted to marry these people, be involved. Lisa begged him, and they Jax begged him on the basis that he was going to, like, have a load of scenes where he was, like, over- overcoming his homophobia, and he's, like, been horrified and lied to this entire time. Yeah, it was oh, good. my God. Yeah, but also, like, have a spine. Say no. Take a stand for something. If your financial stakes are tied so heavily to all these people that then you have to say yes because you're like afraid that they will like hurt you in business, like you're in the fucking wrong business. But also, also, this isn't a legitimate business. Nobody's asking you to step down from like Skinny Girl or even like Stacy losing her sponsors or something. Like this isn't a thing. Yeah. When all the when the National Guard was like called into Los Angeles, they were stationed outside of Lance Bass's restaurant and like sniper like National Guard snipers had positioned themselves like on the roof. Wow. So his like his restaurant became like national like a police state. And then I guess people it might have been open. So people were like partying inside while it was all happening. I'm just like Lance Bass is part of the problem. Like if you're now like associated deeply with these people that you would say yes to like officiating their wedding to like absolve, like which clearly was just a PR move for Jackson, Brittany so that they wouldn't have to like have like this homophobic pastor, which also I knew about that homophobic pastor, like when it was all getting exposed like months prior to even the show filming, like when yeah, they announced too. their wedding, like that was common knowledge. Hundred percent, and that was before I even discovered Reddit. That was just like in the like regular media. Yeah, that was just like on Twitter as a thing. So mm-hmm. I don't understand, and I just am like also calling bullshit on Lisa's like entire position, like absolving herself of responsibility in this situation. 100%. 
like on his podcast like lance goes really after like oh jacks then he goes after andy and he's just like oh you know andy says he's not an executive producer on this show but he's got a lot of sway he could have said something and he does not mention lisa who's an actual executive producer on this show yeah who literally is probably with the network on calls figuring out what to do about the state of vanderpump rules like Mm -hmm. No, everyone's like so protective of Lisa. And I'm just like, Lisa's the biggest bullshitter of the bunch. Like she knows you cannot Lisa tell me know. that Lisa Vanderpump n- doesn't know anything that's going on ever. Please. Yeah. She's the most calculated, manipulative person out there. Yeah, I think aside from James Kennedy, she gives two shits about any of them. Yeah, but I also think I feel like her tie to the male characters on the show are just like young men mm-hmm. probably has a, a lot to do with like her relationship with her own son, Max, yeah. who's like adopted and seems to be maybe like a bit of like a struggler in some aspects. So I feel like it's like she tries to make up for like what is not happening. This is like truly just like me spinning uh, like about this, but I'm like, it feels like she's trying to make up for the lack of like, relationship with max or like where she went wrong with like all these other young troubled men yeah i mean perhaps this is me being unfair but there was that bit i don't know if it was this episode or last one where pandora comes in to like fix her hair and you know andy's like oh this hairdresser is a thing and it's just like no it's pandora she came out of my vagina and i just thought that's a weird thing to say given you have an adopted son as well who didn't like yeah. the, the first thing is to like make you know is to kind of associate that with motherhood. It's a suspicious situation. It feels loaded. Yeah. I just like feel like the weird adoption vibes that go yeah, on in that family. I'm sorry for Max. He seems nice. I know, and I think it's also like I mean, I went to uh therapeutic boarding school with like a lot of teenagers who were like adopted and so i heard like at a young age like a lot of struggles when it comes to being adopted and stuff and have a lot of empathy for that journey because it's like a lot to reckon with and it just seems like it's i mean it can either it just depends on the way the parents handle it, the way that the child processes it. There's so much like that goes into it just seems like an issue that could be like a big issue in this situation. Yeah. And perhaps it's unfair because maybe what we're picking up on is that like Max is very uncomfortable on camera in a way that like Pandora isn't, but it it's uncomfortable to kind of be seeing what looks like a two tier system when it comes Mm -hmm. to a biological and adopted child. And I hope, that's just something that the editors have kind of, you know, being slightly mean and hinting at, but it does seem to be the case. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready for Lisa to get like taken to task a little bit. I don't necessarily yeah. like, I don't want Vanderbump rules to get canceled. Cause I think that there is like a lot that could be explored, but I do, I would really love someone to like, that has Lisa's number and has like the true receipts to kind of come for her and expose yeah, I mean, her. If anything, to, to just get her off of the show as like a, an additional character that we now have to deal with. I mean, whatever happens next year, I want at least 50% less Lisa. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need it. Like, I never signed up for the show to watch Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, and to be fair, I remember when there was that scene where Jack was, like, talking about it being his show, and she said, no, it's my show. And I was like, I kind of feel like it is more his show than it is your show. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm not thinking of any, like, iconic scenes and thinking about, like, oh, that, like, witty confessional that Lisa had. Like, they could get rid of her, and I think I'd probably be okay with it, and her just kind of appear almost like Ken in the background to occasionally threaten to hit someone. Yeah, she could host, like, one or two dinners at her house for people or, like, hear what's going on, like, but I don't need her to be in every episode, and I would actually prefer to just see, like, Tom, like the Toms running something or keep it like focused on the young people and their interactions. Lisa cheapens everything like with her two cents or like she pulls you out of what really is going on because you know that in real life, like they don't talk to her all that much. Like she doesn't care about these people. Even like everybody like Stacy's engaged to Lisa's house. It's just so fake. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, bothers me and it kind of takes you out of it all because like it's you want to be watching a show of like real people and real dynamics they have rather than like a series of producer created events mm-hmm. and even when like Ariana's talking about how she's been in therapy and like is it's like her journey of kind of processing everything that she's been going through and Lisa's like you know you can always call me and like can you though like i don't think that i doubt that you're that accessible to these people like you want to seem that way but you're not yeah nor should you be you're pushing 60 and like a very wealthy woman with a family you've got other stuff to do yeah you have a million other things to do plus with quarantine like you have that whole huge mansion to like care for so by all means do you do you believe that like there isn't anybody coming in to do that stuff for her? I thought that was, I reckon, is it is it Rosario? What, what's Rosia. the name? Rosia. Rosia. She, I, I think she was just out of shot. Yeah, I bet she lives there. Lisa brokered a deal for some sort of like live-in help during this time. Although those floral arrangements were so ugly, that was had Lisa all over them. Yeah, they, they were real. I was like, what are all these roses in the background and like vials, like that individual vials yeah. on the kitchen island? I was like, I hate this. I think a lot I of know, the flowers that's what too everybody are fake. wants with flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the idea of just like, yeah, we've got some beautiful roses. Let's like really emphasize these like stems. Mm-mm. Wasn't working for me. Um, Jackson uh, Brittany's shitty marriage montage ends with jack's being like my brain is a sprained and i'm like he can't even like lie about all of this like well you know and during that montage like everybody's facial expression was so kind of like grim and like unamused that it made me feel like whatever was happening behind the scenes was way worse yeah i mean i think it's like I feel like probably people know that their relationship is so volatile that if they bring up anything, like whatever they bring up is going to cause huge problems for Britney behind the scenes. So like the best thing to do is just like not say anything about it or not try and point anything out. And like, so dark. Yeah, I mean, it's like, obviously, I love to, I think there was a moment where even Britney was like, 
obviously he's like mentally ill or someone was like obviously he has <laughs> mental problems i was like okay thank you like that is like finally we're admitting it but it's like he's been this way forever like this is who this person is six? all of the messed up i did a rewatch recently though that was such a good season oh. like he cheated on her so many times which i had forgotten it was multiple times and she was finding like false slashes everywhere and then he um broke up with her and he had that weird thing with the reiki person as well i mean and that was one summer yeah and she was always been like this and i think she left for maybe one night to go to vegas but aside from that she was in that apartment she was still in that relationship it's nuts Mm -hmm, yeah women actually on the whole forgive way too quickly they really do it's like i mean especially britney who i think is probably like has her own emotional damage to have to like deal with or whatever, which is why she's like, so she's found this relationship and she like refuses to let go of it. But I was loving Ariana, like fully lost her mind this episode and like went, like went there in a way that we've not had the pleasure of seeing anyone go there. Like, thank God for her keeping it real. Otherwise this, part three would have been just like a total like horrible viewing experience oh i loved it i thought it was hilarious i think towards the end she'd had a couple of cocktails which i was also like really there for and she was so on the nose and the funny thing with her is like even when she's kind of being mean i didn't like it wasn't kind of just like vindictive coke rage jack shit where he'll just kind of like say this like really vicious thing she's actually pretty much sticks to like what is the very like present grievance which is always like completely justifiable mm-hmm. yeah and she doesn't do like like Stasi's way of being mean is to like make someone it's like she wants you to feel like you're so stupid or like kind of make you feel mm-hmm. like ashamed and like ariana is just like kind of calling it like speaking truth to what's going on yeah, I mean, as a viewer, I was like, I just felt like she was kind of like channeling me. I was like, please, yes, I don't want this reunion to end with another 45 minutes about Jax's boring journey. Yeah, about a journey that will never change because I think he truly is just a sociopath. I don't think he cares that much. And I truly believe that he believes that he's not doing anything wrong. And I think when it came to the therapy thing where, you know, amazingly randall was trying to set up and pay for a therapist for him my assumption what was going on there was there's a lot of drugs in the mix and he doesn't want to have to start therapy because that will mean he'll have to stop doing all the drugs because that's clearly like a source of his like rage yeah i mean i think that there's just like a lot i was shocked that randall of all people was the person that was like hey you need this and like let me set it up for you and like I'll pay for it and then I mean classic Jax to not show up but it's also like why like why is Lala so like ride or die for this person it makes no sense to me especially when you go back and you realize that like Jax was like part of the reason that everyone hated her in the first place because he was like whispering in her ear like i want to fuck you so bad like blah 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 and then when she tried to tell people that he lied about it like to everyone's faces and was like she's lying like i don't know what she's talking about when it was on camera and then in the 
bar the year after that being like, yeah, because when are you going to suck a dick for some more Range Rovers? Yeah. And I it's mean, like, it's been horrible to her. And I don't understand then why she's going to turn around and be like, you're my boy. Like, I care about you so much. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, for what? Like, what does this person give you? It is nuts. I mean, they are all obsessed with Britney in a way that is deeply unsettling. Like, they they kind of just, I mean, it's been said many times before, but they kind of treat her like this, like, absolute angel. And even then, when they're talking about, like, Britney, we're so worried to, like, preserve your feelings. But it's just like a minute earlier, they're all, like, screaming in each other's faces. So, where does Britney come from? Yeah, she can't handle any sort of confrontation at all. Like, the second that she's even, like, something is pointed out to her, you know, it's just, like, meltdown central. Yeah, I mean, she's doing that thing where she kind of turns to, like, hide behind her hair. I mean, my Mm -hmm. three-year-old does that. Yeah, she's like a child in a lot of ways. And maybe that's what they're seeing is, like, this innocent child that we have to, like, protect at all costs. But I'm like, uh, she's in her 30s. Like, she's an adult woman. She just got married. Like, you can hear, like, if you can't tell her that what she's doing is bullshit, then, like, you probably shouldn't be friends with her. No. It's very codependent behavior on everyone's parts. And do you think they do genuinely care for her? Or do you think it's just kind of like, oh, people love Britney. So if we are mean to her on this show, we're going to look like irredeemable assholes. Um, I don't know who true, like Dodie's obsession with Britney. But that's feels- sexual sexual but then also calculated and like if you look back in history Dodie I think has always been the most obsessed with Jax like from the jump just like fully obsessed with him and his relationships and so her way of like staying kind of close to him like it's advantageous of her for her to like make herself very close with his significant other and then And then also she and Brittany kind of hooked up. Like, I think Dodie, like, I think she gets obsessed with these men that she's dated in the past. That's interesting, because, yeah, I've just always assumed she just had a, like, crush on Brittany. But now that you mention it, it is a Jax thing. Because even season one was all about when Stasi broke up with Jax. And then, like, Dodie and Katie, like, went to Jax's side and didn't want to be friends with her anymore. Yeah, and they were like, yeah, she was like, he's telling the truth, like, he didn't do this, like, blah, 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 blah. And then she would even, like, there were parts of the early seasons where it was like, Kristen would say, like, God, I wish, like, Sandoval and I had what, like, Jax and Stassi have. Like, why can't Sandoval be a better boyfriend? Like, Jax is such a good boyfriend, like, blah, blah, blah. She's always been obsessed with him. And I think that that is, like, part of the Britney thing. And then, I don't even know if, like, Dodie is, like, bisexual truly or, like, where her sexual preferences lie. But I feel like hooking up with Britney drunk is almost a power move to remind, to, like, remind, it's, like, a, it's just a power move to remind Jax, like, oh, I'm in control. Or, like, I can, like, snake my way into any relationship or embed herself in their relationship in, like, a truly memorable way. And how fitting them that sort of her demise has come from trying in a way to also defend Jax Mm -hmm. by like going after Faith so hard and like villainizing her whilst actually doing nothing towards him 
yeah, her obsession with men is truly like her undoing. And specifically these men that she gets like fixated on. Like, I think she was like, she was fixated on Sandoval, which just drove her even crazier, like made her, I think also like was part of the reason that she slept with Jax and then was like so obsessed with like breaking up Sandoval and Ariana. And like, it's like she just can't let go of anything. And I think Jax is the man that's like, she's never been able to get like truly like she, yeah, she like fucked him a couple of times, but like there's been no lasting like commitment or anything. Yeah. Yeah. What a prize Jax is. I know. Like, that's the person that, like, you're going to stand so hard for that it, like, destroys every element of your life. Like, you really need to, like, work on yourself if that's the case. Well, you Uh, think in therapy? Aside from Stasi, aside from Ariana, I wonder if any of them are actually bothering. I think she might have said that she is in her book. I honestly can't remember because, like, as soon as I read it, I was like, get it out of my life. But, like, (laughs) she might be. I think she also just seems to truly have, like, borderline personality disorder. Like, and that's, like, an ongoing thing that has to be managed. And I don't see what world, like, I don't see how it can be managed when she's like tied to all these triggering people Mm. and she's just so reactive and like such the kind of person that it's like if you pull away she like claws harder to try and like get you back or whatever like it's like she just has a lot of shit to work out which would explain why carter hung hung around as long as she did Mm -hmm. that kind of weird sentient beard Ariana going like her monologue about being a piece of shit and garbage was truly the, mm-hmm. like the monologue of the century. I loved it. I wanted it to become a full one woman play. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is her flea bag moment, like where she could turn this into a masterpiece because no one has said that like the level of like recognition, which I also believe plays heavily into her depression because she's like, realizing the fucked up dynamics of this show that she's in but is also like weirdly trapped in in this show like it's her career and like her lifeline like that would drive me crazy too so it was all kind of tethered to these horrific people which for all that she's like friends with some of them i think she's kind of well aware of like that they are horrible Like, and I'm sure as much as like kind of racism and homophobia as we're aware of, like she she is aware of 10 times as much that never came out. I mean, the things that must have been said at 2 a.m. in one of those sad apartments must be horrific. Totally. And like Lisa being like the way that Lisa reacted to that and like kind of even Andy's reaction was so weird because like, I think you can tell that they're both precious in their own ways about like this show that they had a hand in creating. And I don't know like what, like I want to give Andy the benefit of the doubt and be like, he understands that the show is like hot garbage and that's why everyone watches because it's like, we love to see these like zoo creatures in their natural habitat. But like, mm-hmm. then there's moments where I'm like, D- 
does he think that this show isn't a show of garbage people? Like Lisa clearly thinks that this is a show of like amazing, like friends and like, or at least posits that to the, like that's the position she takes when defending this show to the world. But I'm like, you guys like, let's like Ariana is pulling back the veil to them. And I'm like, who can take it and who can't. And it's just interesting to see the reactions. Yeah, I think a lot of them genuinely are under the impression that they're, like, aspirational, mm-hmm. which is kind of another layer of sadness on top of this all. Yeah, I have no aspirations. And I guess for all of those, like, massive Stasi fans, she is aspirational to them. Yeah, I think so. I think they it's like they might see elements of themselves, like, reflected in her. Like, th- what I've n- disliked most about Stasi are the elements of myself that I see reflected in her, where it's been like, oh, like, this is too similar to me for, like, my liking. And, like, it's, like, a catalyst for some sort of introspection and change. And then, like, a resentment against, like, past versions of myself where it was like operating from the same level that Stasi operates from. So it's been like a yeah. reckoning. I don't like gravitate towards that as like a diehard fan. It's like repels me and forces me into like change. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of see that so much in like, not so much any of the individuals, but in like the, the like hideous like relationships that they have with one another. And you just kind of see these like, dark paths with like piece of shit guys that you had the you know strength to leave but like if you'd stayed you could have been like katie and schwartz and have you know some piece of crap guy screaming at you that he made you know that he doesn't fuck you because you're so offensive yeah like i can't imagine the show over that next day what oh yeah it was like nothing it was nbd honestly even when I was doing the season six rewatch, you know, when he makes out with someone what's just after they get married, she gets over that that night. Like she doesn't really bring it up again. Yeah. But I think also she knows that the more she focuses on it, the more of an issue it is. So I think mm-hmm. her it's more of like a strategic thing on Katie's part where she's just like, if I get over it and act like it's not a big deal, then it like won't be a big deal on the show. And then everyone will forget about it but it's like no this tallies up over time like yeah maybe that like reasoning would work if it was just one isolated incident but this is like repetitive behavior that like cycles over and over and over so you can only push it under the rug for so long before it becomes like an issue yeah i mean i personally don't think there's a healthy relationship on the screen like, I would say I don't even massively believe in Tom and Ariana's relationship. I think they're, like, perfect. I think they're both lovely people. And they're both in this, like, very similar situation. But do you ever meet a couple and you just think, well, what do you guys talk about over dinner? Mm-hmm. And I feel that way with them. And, like, maybe as soon as this show goes away and stuff, that they'll probably amicably go their separate ways. But I don't think that there's any one who's on the show who's going to be together in like 10 years yeah i think i could agree with that for sure i feel like things will run their course like organically but i do think tom and ariana are in at least like what seems to be a respectful relationship with each other where they're not like actively verbally abusing or like cheating on each other 
which is sad that like on that show that sticks out so much yeah, that's the bare minimum that you can do to like be in like a quote-unquote good relationship on vanderpump rules it's like you don't abuse them on camera yeah <laughs> behind closed doors only i mean that's a level of respect in itself <laughs> yeah when Andy asked Brittany, is it damaging that you're going to be apologizing for Jax's behavior? Or is it daunting that you're going to be apologizing for Jax's behavior for the rest of your life? I felt that. And I was like, thank you for this iconic and powerful question. Yeah. And she says, it's not that daunting that she signed up. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, well, that's what I signed up for and I'll never leave him. And I'm here. And she said, like, she's like, I work every day for him to change. And I'm like, you just wow. don't understand like how life works. Even like the basics of life is that you can never change another person. Yeah. I mean, as a rule, I don't think anybody should ever marry someone who's that into weddings. Like that's because Sure, there's a commitment and sure, there's like a ceremony and that's all significant. But also just like day to day, you still have to hang around this person all day. And can you imagine like how crappy Jax Taylor must be to like wait staff and like the valet at the restaurant or, you know, people working at the airline check-in desk? Like her life will be a full nightmare of apologizing to him being horrible to everyone that they meet. I mean, these yeah. are his closest friends and like how he treats them on camera. Yeah, but I think she doesn't care. She thinks that maybe someday, like if she just sticks around long enough, like he'll eventually become this person that he's never demonstrated himself to be. It's just like a full, she's bought into this like completely delusional view of what this relationship actually is and could be. Yeah. But it God, seems do you like, hear about Sherry? Sherry's in intensive care. I know, and sad. I'm 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 sad for that. Like we need Sherry now more than ever, and I think Brittany and Jax need Sherry now more than ever. And like I really don't want to. I don't. I can't handle like Sherry's death. You know what I mean. So I hope that uh, she pulls I don't through. Think that's on the card, is is it? Um, anyway, I, I mean, I think uh, I love Sherry. Yeah, like I, she had a surgery that like went wrong or something. But then it's like Britney and Jax are such liars and manipulators that there's even part of me that goes to like, oh, this is fake or this is like untrue or they're using this to like, like get Bravo to like go easy on them or something. The first place my mind went. Yeah, like my horribly conditioned Vanderpump Rules conspiracy theory brain, like there is a chunk of it that goes to that direction. <laughs> first place my brain went was i wonder what the homophobic pastor is saying so he's I the one that said it. yeah and just <laughs> like leading the charge and i was like oh so you know you, you didn't really give a shit about this guy actively hating gay people no not at all he's like still very much a part of their lives which is like the whole process of them like firing him and like apologizing or being like we didn't know is like it's just all such bullshit like if someone actually doesn't change their actions those types of things don't matter and that's why it kind of even goes back to like 
like Bravo firing Kristen and Stassi, like while those are consequences for their own actions, it's like, what is the effect of this? Like truly long term? Like what is the commitment from here on out of like actionable change within this like network or with within this show? Like, is there really anything beyond that? Or is this just like kind of a symbolic gesture to be like, to absolve them of any responsibility? I'm surprised that they didn't do their technique, the thing that they normally do where they let someone pretend that they quit. So they did that with like Leon Locken a few months ago where she was like horrifically racist on the show. And then clearly she couldn't come back, but then they let her go on. I'm like, Oh, I'm leaving to like pursue philanthropy or whatever the hell she said. But I'm surprised they kind of didn't do that with Kristen and Stassi and let them just be like, Hey, I'm pregnant. I'm going. And like Kristen, like, I don't know, I'm going to, I fell over. I can't do it anymore. Um, and I think that might be what happens with Jackson Brady, where they leave, but they pretend that it's kind of their decision. Like yeah. they at least gift them that on the basis that they didn't actively call the police. Maybe. I, yeah. But it's also just such bullshit. And like, I feel like Stassi and Kristen have been treated a bit like sacrificial lambs, like on Mm -hmm. behalf of like a much larger problem. And like, again, it just becomes an example of like the women on the show while they did do, while they did perform a racist act that has consequences. And these are the consequences of their actions. It's like, it still feels like the women on the show just like get shit so much worse than the men. But I guess yeah, I mean, the fact brand. that Lisa just even sat there talking about, like, how fiery Danica is when Jax was sitting right there and James Kennedy was sitting right there. And, like, well, I mean, pretty much all of the all of the men have behaved so much worse than that. It just speaks to, like, this kind of idea that, like, women have to be so perfect, but, like, boys will be boys that she clearly has. And I yeah. think that does extend to Bravo on the whole and the conditioning of women in the bravo universe kind of like you think back on first like first seasons like there is kind of this arc of females on the show where it's like oh you're fiery like you think of someone like camille who's obviously like not an angel by any means but also had like a really redemptive kind of arc where it was like the first season she was like this awful villain and then the next season it was like we fucking love her and Stassi had that over the course of this entire series where it was like she's like so mean so cruel like basically like an evil like mean girl and then gets to have the edit of being like yeah I'm a snob and I'm still kind of mean but like I'm real sweetie at the end of the day which is and then like Dan, like you see that with Lala, who it was like she was not taking shit from anyone and doing her thing, and now she's like fallen in line. And it's just like you see them trying to do that with Danica. And I think Kristen tried to kind of do that, but like couldn't because it's just like Dodie's gonna Dodie no matter what. But I feel like I'm over that. Like, no one really. Like, I want to see, like, messiness. Like, I would love if Lala had maintained that exact same perspective that she had in, like, the earlier seasons of the show. Yeah. Or if I it's going to Lala. be... It's actually, 
it's actually hard to even imagine looking at Lala as she is today, how great she was just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Like the plastic surgery has gotten better. The fillers have settled, love the face, but like I miss old Lala. I would rather have like old Lala back than new Lala with a new face. Yeah. A little bit more rough around the edges. Although I would say as much as she looks great, she looks so much older. Like if you ever kind of get one of those flashbacks, like when they had that um, flashbacks to um, James being so rude to her and saying that, you know, Randall was fat and paid her rent, which, um, you know, was a very unpleasant thing to say to your friend. Like she, it looked like a decade previous to like mm-hmm. actually where her face was there. But, you know, middle-aged rich woman isn't a bad look and that's what she's going for. Yeah, very is like it looks like Erica Jane. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of plastic or even Kylie Jenner. Like they all kind of look within the same face range. Yeah, I wonder if that will work out her and Randall. I feel and like he's clearly got a tight. She looks exactly like his ex-wife. Yeah, I don't I feel like it won't. Who's to say? I mean, Maybe we'll watch it unfurl, but at this point, I'm kind of like detached from caring about it because I'm like, I feel like personally betrayed by Lala's shift in consciousness. Yep. Uh, and who knew? Katie rising through the ranks. Yeah, it's insane. Ariana then screams at Jax, but nothing yeah. registered, like, his nothing even registered. There's no even like point where you think that he could be actually thinking about oh like that hurt or like that felt like this or that hit this nerve it's just like screaming at a brick wall yeah and then andy um bringing up that Jax doesn't watch the show yeah that was really bizarre and like Jax kind of talks shit try yeah Jax has said he doesn't watch the show and so like he talks shit about andy and then Andy's like, well, you need to watch the show. Like, if you watch the show, you would understand what it is I'm talking about. And then, like, so I'm like, why is he on a show? Like, I thought you were contractually obligated to, like, watch the show and then, like, do after shows or talk about, like, what you had seen and on the show. But then I guess yeah. not. Because as much as you can be like, I lived it, you still have to see whatever is happening to other people and their reaction and their confessionals, which is yeah. kind of you know, a big That's part like of it. Part of your job. And like you get paid $500,000. Yeah. Like you get paid that much money and you're not even going to watch the fucking show you're on. You don't deserve to be on the show then. No. I'm so over him. Yeah. I think he thinks he's doing everyone a favor by like being on Vanderpump rule. Like his, his mind is just so warped. It's like, it's not even like difficult to know what he thinks anymore. Like anything. It's just like, there's nothing fun or unexpected. He he definitely seems confident that this will never go away. Like this is not somebody who is nervous about their job in the same way that kind of, you know, if you see like a Lisa Rinna at Beverly Hills reunion and she is like, getting in there and getting scrappy and has everything ready and is like so engaged like I would, he is so like just feels that he is entitled to all this and he doesn't have to like make the bare minimum effort of watching the fucking show mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's been his attitude like after season six like when he really got aired out and like 
it just it's not going to cut it anymore thank god um something needs to happen because even with the racism aside like this show needs to be fixed yeah it needs new blood and just like a refresh like it's i'm two season two bad seasons is like enough true even Mm -hmm. one bad season is enough like you have so much to like mine from that there should be no bad season of vanderpump rules like if i was tasked with like having to produce this show like season seven you better believe that it would have been a stellar fucking season because i know exactly like how the bread is buttered on this show and so the fact that it even like dipped once i'm like everyone's fired for that you're all the weakest links (laughs) yeah this is what they had this group of people who are dynamic in like various different ways and they thought you know this needs fucking max and brett to come in and this endless love triangle and three episodes of this wedding like i know it's been said many times before but why didn't we see sheena's fertility story why didn't we see like anything why don't we see katie do anything like i mean even if like she wasn't doing anything you feel as a producer you could be like katie you need to do some sort of activity that we can film you doing Hmm. it feels weird and then i'm also like i guess like with that editor that had given the interview about how kind of about how the sausage is made and how she like tries to make sheena look bad and that the network wants stassi and Bo to have like hero edits i did wonder like how much is the network trying to involve themselves and like steer the ship because it seems like i feel like vanderpump rules was such a sleeper show for you know the first maybe five seasons into season six where then suddenly you had people coming out of the woodwork being like i'm fucking obsessed with this show like blah 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 like it seemed to be kind of like under the radar like you would find people that love vanderpump rules and talk about it but it wasn't so like widely like popularized and then once it got popular then the network is like oh like people love this like let's like try and like like franchise these people or like market these people to get like more out of them and then once that happened it was just like this is over because the whole point of the show is that like these people are not marketable they're like they're abhorrent and repellent and they just shit all over each other all the time and that's what's like so fascinating when you try and like dress that up and then sell it to me i'm not gonna fucking buy it because i already know what's what and it's just like this lack of understanding of like i just don't even understand how as like a network you could watch this show and think any like see any like you know what people really want they want a big wedding in kentucky and then to see a woman beg for an engagement ring (laughs) that's it that's where the magic happens yeah it's just so backwards i'm like who and that may it leads me to believe that whoever's calling the shots has never watched the show either like is in like a jack's position of just being like gifted some high level job without actually having to do any work that would explain a lot dana gets into her mom's death which is a sad moment for everyone and then jack's yeah jack's fake cries and then tries to like relate to dana but then it also he ends up incriminating himself further because he's like i lost two parents and and it's like no you lost one parent and then you 
cut another parent out of your life, like actively. Yeah. He had a, he, he kind of had that second of goodwill and then he just reeled it right back in. Yeah. And I did appreciate Dana then coming back with that when they were like, oh, you should reach out to her, where she was like, hey, you know, not necessarily. And like, I don't have a connection with my dad. And like, you know, people always like, oh, you should. But like, sometimes it's better not to. Like, my husband doesn't have any relationship with his dad. And that's actually been like a really positive thing in his life. I I would like to find out what the hell happened with Jackson, his mother. Yeah, I don't think that like, I think don't think that Jax has the wherewithal to determine what is like positive for his life or negative with his life. Like I believe that for in Dana's situation, that's the best thing for her. But like, I think that all whatever happened with Jax and his mom is probably extremely selfishly motivated. And like, I would even go so far as to say like his sister probably like, even though he tries to drag his sister into it and being like, we don't know, we don't talk to her. I'll bet the sister talks to the mom. Probably. I mean, just the fact that he kind of looks at his the world around him and thinks, Sandoval, that's who I should cut out of my life, suggests that he's not making the greatest decisions in terms of like, what is the specific toxicity, um, toxicity that he needs to cut out? Yeah, I agree. Full. Dodie also being like, this sucks. Like, I wish we were all here. We would all just like hug you to Dana is just like, Dodie, like, what are you even saying right now? Like, literally, it's like, it's also just so calculated for her because everyone just got done with being like, you pretended to be friends with this person and then like fucked her ex. And then now you're trying to be like back to being like plur Dodie. And it's like, no, like, just you don't have to say anything in this situation, but you don't have to like go out of your way to like make it seem like. Even though it's like she and Max are single, they can fuck if they want to fuck. It's like, yeah. don't, like, just don't. Don't say anything. No. There's nothing worse than, like, a really, like, forced intimacy. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of the queen of that, in a way. Like, trying to forge connections that aren't really there in order to, like, no, save you- her own skin. But can you imagine, actually, getting really bad news in a room with Kristen Doty, like how much worse she'd make it like in terms of just like really oppressively comforting you. Yeah. She's an energy vampire. Like she truly just like sucks the air out of the room and then focus centers herself and focuses everything on like her create her wild turbulent emotions about something. And like, it's just like Kristen stop. And I totally see like why Stassi and Katie would, lose patience with her at the end of the day like after going through years of that energy and like it like it is kind of just like okay you're a psycho and there's nothing we can do about it yeah i mean had um what happened not happened i actually think this would have been a reasonably good reunion for Stacy because a lot of the stuff that she says particularly like Jackson and Brittany under christened is like does seem like reasonably sane but then they're white so <laughs> yeah it's like if she had only like Stacy's like awakening came way too late like there were so yeah. many opportunities for her to like figure it the fuck out before it came to this and she just didn't take advantage of any of those so it's just on her at the end of the day yeah i bet she is furious i felt her energy 
when it got announced that she was fired and like lost all her podcast sponsors and like her tour like i could feel like how devastated and upset she probably was feeling something yeah, was in gotten away with it for so long i wonder whether that has brought them closer like are they now friends kind of united by this like fucking social media cancelling us sort of thing or are they like fully blaming the other person because arguably you could because Kristen could be furious on the basis that Stasi brought this up on a load of podcasts and like it would have gone away had that not happened and Stasi could be furious on the basis that like well Kristen was the one that made the phone call yeah I, I think it's probably torn them apart even more like if i was if i put myself in stassi's situation i would be furious at Kristen. like i would just it would give me more ammunition to just like hate her and with Kristen, i it would give me more ammunition to be like i I mean i don't i just think that Kristen's relationships with all these people has like fucked up her life like i don't see anything really long-lasting and good that's come from it so that is the only kind of bittersweet thing if like the punishment is like being kicked off fan of pump rules for a lot of them that's probably like kind of the best thing that could happen for them mm-hmm. yeah it's like a fresh start in a lot of ways but it's a harsh fresh start what i was weirded out about is that like when they brought up the Sheena like mistakenly saying that Stasi was talking shit about Ariana's house. Like mm. there never was an opportunity to like confront Lala about that. Like it was just like no. it really glazed over it and then Lala, I mean, I guess she got taken to task kind of for like her interactions with Raquel, but there was nothing else that anyone had to say with her about anything. And I feel like she talked a no. lot of shit this season. She did. And also, I do feel that Ariana kind of got the last laugh in that, like, her background in her home was definitely the most chic. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't... Do you think it's a Randall thing? Like, they like having that kind of Hollywood connection and they get to go to, like, the Oscar after party and stuff, so they just don't kind of come for her in that way? Yeah, I think it is, like, who is perceived to have the most power and connections gets, like... preferential treatment and especially with like lala the way that she's positioned herself within the group is like her proximity to power is definitely the most i mean you even see it with lisa like lisa has been so generous to lala over the last season and i do think it's because of the randall connection so if she is on the show it'll be interesting to see like how she navigates the next season and like also with Katie on the next season with no one to film with except newbies or Ariana, it'll be interesting to see like how she navigates and like, will she come yeah. off as more likable, like and more dynamic or will she just continue to like knit silently? Well, she kind of was her best self in that season where Stacy left. Like she was kind of less angry Mm-hmm. than she has been of late and i think it is something particularly fucked up about like a trio friendship dynamic and that there's almost always going to be like two against the one and for the most part it has who uh katie's always been one of the two so it's either going to be her and Kristen against Stasi or her and um 
Stasi for the most part against Kristen. So I wonder whether kind of untethered from all that, she'll actually like come into herself because you know I do like Katie amazingly after all of this time, and I think she's also never looked better. Yeah, she's looking great. She her, she's getting her style together finally, and like. Mm-hmm there's a lot of opportunity now that's like opened up for her to kind of pivot into branding herself or like whatever her figuring out what her side hustle is going to be because there's no one like, it's like she doesn't have to compete with James May or Stassi's like podcast slash writing career and the witches of WeHo wine is done. So it's like, okay, Katie, like balls in your court. Like, how are you going to play it? Yeah. I mean, I guess the problem with both her and Schwartz is that they do seem to be astonishingly lazy. Yeah. Like beyond. Like she had a partner on that pucker and pout blog and she still didn't manage to keep it up. No, it's like the easiest blog. No, you write like write one article a day. You take some pics and like, do some affiliate links it's like easy breezy and there's still like wasn't a thing so yeah i'm in i'm intrigued to see like where she goes from here but i i mean i wonder whether actually jackson Brittany will end up staying on but in a kind of reduced role which i would be so here for because Jax is this kind of junior member having to suck up to tom and ariana as like the new alphas in the group feels like a kind of almost like perfect twilight zone hell for him mm-hmm. and in a way would almost be better than him leaving i mean i don't really want to see it but i i mean i wouldn't mind seeing him like really really miserable about it and freaking out as a result yeah like it would kind of be it would have kind of been amazing to keep all of them on with all of this going down and then make them answer for it on camera and like yeah. see how all the relationships shift and like what the blowback is like and how they're going to like present themselves moving forward. Like even if they kept everyone on and then added faith back to the show, like yeah. that could have been really amazing. And then you could still have the option to like fire them mid season or like reduce their salaries or make them like, like less important characters. Yeah. I think if Jack stays on in a reduced role, he will not last more than like four episodes before freaking out in a irredeemable way, possibly like physically attacking someone, I don't know, something along those lines. What's also crazy too is like, they're like Britney's really played herself because if she had broken up with Jax and was single, she would be able to be on the show just forever with and not have it tied to him. And even now, like if Jax gets fired, there's no way that Britney, there's, I don't even believe that he would allow Britney to stay on the show if she was given that option. No. And so it's like she's hitched her wagon to, like, the fucking wrong horse. Isn't it sweet that after, like, the pregnancy announcement, Bo came out to be like, and I will not be returning to the show. Like, Bo, nobody fucking asked. Did he say that? Oh, my God. Embarrassing. (laughs) Literally, no one wanted to. Yeah. He (sighs) laughs so hard at his own jokes. Mm -hmm. That are not funny. 
Yeah. Not at all. He's the worst. He's so cheesy and just like, it's bad. And you see when they had their like little WhatsApp group going and like mm-hmm. they were all cracking up at like this idea of like, look, if Bo is like, and it was a thing of ranch with uh, arms and legs. Like, how is that a joke? It's not. It was like, these are what you like loll about privately. Yeah. Like I'm shaken by their level of lols, which are truly just like, I have, I have to believe that that's just fake because I can't understand a world where that is like, they're like truly cracking up about that. Yeah. And though it was a bit weird because Lala's, I paused it and Lala's text was, oh wow, I've had 12 Diet Cokes and I'm praying for it to turn it, that God is going to, Oh, wait, praying for, like, Jesus to turn it into wine? Which is a weird thing for a sober person to say. Yeah, then at the end, Ken hobbles in, and Randall <laughs> Randall joins, and so does Brock. And I'm really, like, I'm really excited to see more of Brock in the coming. His seasons. giant head. He's giant, yeah. He is, like, full, yeah. he's huge. Yeah. And did you... um Notice that nobody gave a shit about Kristen's boyfriend who she was quarantining with. They were like, bring us Brock! Who <laughs> like Yeah, yeah he, he didn't come yeah. out of the woodwork at all. And then also it was weird. Well then Lisa ends with like a huge toast and she's like, To all the growth you've made, like mate, continue. I was like, What growth? Like what are you talking about? Gaslighting the audience. Well, maybe given that she's, like, such a materialistic person, like, just the fact, like, you're in a big house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like that, you've, that. congrats on your Mercedes and your houses. Did you notice how gorgeous the cocktails that Tom and Ariana were drinking looked? They looked oh, fully delicious. They had, like, very ornate garnishes. Oh, I'm sure. Well, they better because that's their whole brand. Also, like, why didn't we get to see any of their book writing process? We were yeah, robbed. I, two long extended sets of Dana doing stand up there. That made the cut. Mm-hmm, 97 yeah. bridal showers. We've Things have got to change. But yeah. we'll see. At least we, at least we still are getting like day to day drama in the form of like daily mail updates. <laughs> I know, but that's a very, very um, difficult thing to enjoy if you're English because the daily mail is like, Fox News, just like a true right wing dark. Is it really? Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. Well, I guess that makes sense because the way and they've toned it down a tiny, tiny bit the way that they write about like female celebrities, but it always like was a it was a point of like comedy for me, just like how misogynistic it they are when it comes to like women. But oh my god, I didn't realize it's the Fox News. Of the UK. Oh, big time. Yeah, wow. yeah. Now we call it the Daily Hate Mail. The Daily it's... Hate Mail. Oh, yeah. No, and they're like fully. So, I mean, England for had the terrible honor of being one of the few countries, I think possibly the only country that had like massy, massive anti-Black Matter protests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the Daily Mail was like fully behind this. But they're just like famously horribly racist. And like the way they treated Meghan Markle, they like announced her with being like, Harry's new girl is straight out of Compton. And like everything mm-hmm. was all about how like ghetto she is. And like it was horrible. 
Um, no, they're very, very right wing, very right wing, very, wow. very anti-immigrant, very political. But they do great showbiz coverage. So I think like a lot of people have this whole thing about like not trying to read any of the political stuff and stay to that like sidebar. Yeah, I sidebar it. And then I also like when I was in like particularly dark places, but I, I mine is set to the US homepage. So I'm not going to get like yeah. the same world news. So I guess I haven't seen like all the things that you're talking. Damn. Well, everything you love turns to shit eventually. <laughs> No, it's a real sh- Oh, no, they had a famous thing a couple of years ago that we had this boy band in the UK called um, Boyzone that were, everyone loved. And there was, as with all boy bands, one gay member. It was this guy called Stephen Gately. And it was so sad. He died on holiday of like a brain aneurysm. Mm. And the Daily Mail did this full spread page, uh, full page spread all about how his sleazy gay lifestyle had killed him, which was like, very medically inaccurate for one thing and it was yeah they're, they're awful oh my god what's the like okay if the daily mail is the fox news what's like the cnn or like the msnbc probably the guardian the guardian okay what about like but the sun I mean, and the mirror are those still like just trash as kind well? of, so the sun is slightly right wing and the mirror is like uh slightly left wing okay like, theoretically like that's like the people that they'll support but they're more they're more like kind of harmlessly trashy what's the daily mail is like much more political okay good to know well thank you so much for being no don't apply i'm like (laughs) i want to (laughs) know i'm like i need another gossip site to like come out of the woodwork with like the sidebar from heaven um thanks for being on the pod Thanks for having me. It's been really exciting. I love this podcast. Um, uh, can you tell everyone where to find you? Oh, yeah. I'm on uh, Instagram. It's just Leilala Latif. But that's mostly just pictures of my kids, so I wouldn't recommend it. And then Twitter <laughs> is Layla Latif. Amazing. And then you uh, are a writer as well. Is there a place where we can go to see your work? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, I pop up pretty regularly on The Guardian. I write for Eater a lot about restaurants. And then I'm on like Little White Lies and Empire and various places talking about movies and TV and stuff. So yeah, I'm a pen for hire. I love it. Well, it was a delight to have you on. And, you know, until next season, I guess we all have a lot of thinking to do. (laughs) (laughs) take responsibility for our part in all this yeah we need a as collective vanderpump (laughs) viewers it's time for our black and white take responsibility videos (laughs) great well it's lovely to meet you as well yeah i will talk soon bye Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.